Amen. And praise God. I'm telling somebody watching and listening right now, God has a word specifically for you today. And let me just set, set it up. We are in a series called Follow. Say Follow. Follow. It, type follow in the comments right now. And let me tell you why this series is so epic for our church. And by the way, if this is the first time you've ever tuned into Meadows Church or you're ever watching us, um, welcome home. We are super excited that you're joining us. And, and uh, this series is, is really the heart of who we are right now because we believe, especially in the time that we're living in right now, that there's a lot of people that would declare... I'm, I believe in Jesus. There's many that would say, I've made decision about who Jesus is. But the question is, you can do those things and you can still not follow him. Like, think about the devil for a second. He's made a decision about who Jesus is and he's far from following Jesus. I mean, can I get real with you? My life, m me growing up, like I grew up, some of you know, St. Mary's Catholic grade school. I grew up and uh, I made a decision about Jesus, but it was kind of almost fear-based. And some of you might be able to relate to this, but I remember sitting in religion class and they were talking to me, you know, about H-E double hockey sticks. Only they didn't describe it like that. They were like, there's this place called hell. And I was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, it, it, it's, it's hot and you burn. And like, if you thought Phoenix in the summer was hot, uh, it's nothing compared to what this is. And right now there's somebody thinking, well, actually the, the, the summers in Phoenix aren't really that bad. It's more of a, it's more of a dry heat. And, and for you, what I would say is shut up. Okay. It's 115 degrees. It's hot but this is hotter. And then they go on, they're like, there's this weeping. Do you want the weeping? And I'm like, little Monty's like, no, I don't want the weeping. And they're like, there's this gnashing of teeth. You want the gnashing of teeth? I'm like, I don't know what that means, but no, the way you're saying it, I don't want that either. And I'm like, you could literally say they scared the hell out of me. And they did. I was like, I don't want any of the, well, what you're talking about. So I will choose the alternative, whatever it is. And they're like, well, that's Jesus. I'm like, I'm in. Sign me up. Me and Jesus, we're on the same page. But here's what happened. When you make this decision for Jesus, eventually, certainly in my life, and you can maybe relate to this, what Jesus wants and what I want, clash. See, there comes a time when, when my will and God's will, they're not on the same page. And I can make a decision, and then you can make a decision. And our decision can be, are we going to follow Jesus? Or are we going to abandon Jesus? And a lot of times for... for and I'm, again, I'm just speaking from me, my faith journey with Jesus is about what I could get out of it. Like, what can Jesus do for me? Jesus, if you deliver on your promise, you and I can hang out. Jesus, if I get what I want, we can hang out. I, I wanna take you on a journey today, a journey in God's word, and we're gonna look at one of the closest followers of Jesus Christ. His name's Judas. So Judas, what's interesting about Judas is he literally followed Jesus for over three years. Jesus hand-selected Judas as one of his closest, 12 closest friends. But, but, but there came a time in Judas's life, like you and I maybe, where Judas wanted to speed up the agenda of Jesus because Jesus is supposed to come and set up a kingdom on earth. And this kingdom is supposed to overthrow the Romans because the Romans were in charge and they had the Jews under their, under their thumb. And, and Jesus is moving so slow and Judas is like, come on, Jesus, speed it up. You keep praying for everybody that has a prayer request. Well, everybody's got one, Jesus. You keep stopping and talking to people. You keep stopping and feeding people and healing people. And oh my gosh. And you know what's so annoying about you, Jesus? Not only are you helping them, but you're helping the Romans. We hate the Romans, Jesus. And when I see you help, like when that centurion uh, soldier came up to you and talked about his daughter, not only did you listen to him, 
but you healed his daughter. What are you doing? This isn't the agenda and you're off track. That's what Judas is thinking. And if I can be straight with you, there's a, there's a little Judas in all of us. There's a little Judas in all of us that says, you know what? Jesus, speed it up. I've been asking for this to move in this area of my life. I've been praying about this specific healing that I'm asking you to do, about the specific provision that I would like you to give me in my job or in my family, and nothing is happening. Let's go, Jesus. But, but the question is, do you want what Jesus wants or do you want what you want? See, I know it's easy to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, but do we really mean that? Or do we really mean my will be done? Oh, I'm getting close to the title of the message. In fact, I'll give it to you. My will or thy will. Okay, type it in comments. My will or thy will. And this is, this because I'm going to tell you a story about Judas. And, I, and let me get vulnerable for one more second about me. Because I was in it for my will. Even growing up, even in, the, even in Catholic school, even as that, that, that little, little Monty who loved Jesus. But, and, and if you looked at my life as that altar boy, you would say, my gosh, he is all about living thy will. This kid, he signs up for every funeral. He walks with families. He serves the path. I mean, he's doing all these things. But you know what the reality was? You know why little Monty was signing up for all the, all the funerals? It wasn't really because I cared a lot about the families. I, I mean, I, I cared, but you know what I really cared about? Well, um, a lot of the funerals happened like during the week. So you know what that meant for me? I get out of school. I know. Your, your pastor's a heathen, okay? So, so I get out of school. Not only that, but the families of the deceased would many times pay the altar boy. Like, you get 10, 15 bucks for serving for like, you know, 45 minutes or actually a Catholic funeral, probably hour and a half, but you get paid money for that. So I'm like, all right, I got cash for video games. This is when you had to actually, you know, quarters. I got cash for video games. I got cash to buy my girlfriend some cheap present that she'll throw away. I mean, I've got money. That was the heart. It was my will. And I'll just, I mean, there were times, I shouldn't tell you this, but I will. There were times I'm pretty sure that I was praying to God. I'm like, God, and I'm short on cash, you know, so I could use some. I'm like, God, you know, Mrs. Peterson, she's like 97 years old. I mean, don't you think it's time? I mean, seriously, she loves you. I mean, come on. She doesn't, she doesn't even want to be here. Look at her. You're doing everybody a favor. Can't you just like zap and we're everybody's happy. I mean, Oh my gosh, did I say that out loud? Okay, so I'm just telling you, it was my will. What's in it for me? Some of you maybe have clicked off by now. I hope not, but there's an incident. I, the journey I want to take you on happened. It really hinged on one incident that happened in, in a place called Bethany, uh, days before Jesus would go to the cross. And this incident would cause Judas, that, that one, one of his closest disciples, the 12, to unfollow, to click the unfollow button on Jesus. And I'm wondering for you, have you had that one incident where you've walked away? Maybe, maybe you walked away for a season. Maybe you've still walked away and somehow you, God has had you tuned into this message. But something happened, maybe to jar your faith or, or your belief in God or, or what you believe about Jesus or maybe an incident, incident that caused you to walk away from the church. See, th that's huge because I'm going to tell you something. If you've walked away from the church, and many I know have, but walking away from the church, you know what it really means? It means walking away from Jesus. Now, I know that's going to press in and push back on some of you, but, but you're not following Jesus if you've walked away from the church. And the reason I can tell you that, and, and trust me, I, I walked away from the church for 15 years um, and would say I was a follower of Jesus, but it wasn't accurate. Because Jesus would never lead you, lead you on a path away from his church. He never would. 
The Bible says that Jesus is, is, is the groom and the church is the bride. Well, when two become one, you don't separate that. So for, but we like to all the time. Oh, I don't need the church. I got Jesus and I'm good. To does not. That is the most anti-biblical statement you could probably make. And I made it all the time. So let's lean in. Let's see what God says. I want you to go to Matthew 26. I'm going to start in the sixth verse. And now this is, again, a few days before Jesus would be arrested. So Jesus is, is, is eating. Well, let me just read it to you. Verse 6. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper. Okay? Pause for a second. Why has Matthew got to say Simon the leper? I mean, of all the nicknames you can give somebody, the leper? I mean, God, what a bad... I mean, obviously the dude had leprosy or had leprosy and got healed. Ah, Matthew, give him a break. I'm like, it's so rude. Why not Simon the overcomer? Why not Simon the healed one? Matthew's kind of a jerk. So Matthew, maybe your nickname is Simon the jerk or Matthew the jerk. So I don't know why. I just go... So here's... I, the reason I, I say that is because I just got done being with some 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 friends of mine in my hometown. We got back or gathered for a funeral and we start talking hometown or small school stuff or small town stuff. And uh, a lot of people have nicknames in small towns. It's so funny. So if you have a nickname, um, just type it in comments. I, it, keep it clean, okay? Uh, this is church. But uh, keep it clean. I want to I wanna know what your nickname was if you had one growing up because... Uh, and I, if I hope it wasn't the leper, because that's just not right. But Simon the leper, they're eating with him. I got, off, I got off track. So while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar full of expensive perfume. And she pours it over the head of Jesus. The disciples, now that says plural, so more than Judas, but the disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. That could have been sold for a high price and the money be given to the poor. So they seem righteous. It seems like, oh, they're all about the will of God. Thy will be done, disciples. You're right. But, but they really weren't about thy will. They were about my will. And the reason I can tell you that, because Matthew, what I love about the Gospels, the four, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all tell the story of Jesus' life. What I love about them is we get different perspectives. So Matthew tells kind of a generic perspective of all the disciples, but then John, John starts to call people out. I mean, we, there's another nickname we could give John, but so John tells the same story in John 12. Listen to this. So John 12, verse four. So John's now writing the story and John says, but Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, well, how did John know that? Well, John's writing this after it happened. So John knew it happened because that's when he wrote the gospel. So the, the disciple that would betray Jesus said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. So, so Judas, he knows the details. He knows the specifics. See, you'll, you'll know the specifics about the things you truly care about. Isn't that something? Well, Matthew didn't say it was all, what the specifics were, but Judas knew it. That's worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. And then John adds, not that Judas really cared about the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. So here, we, we hear the same story from two different angles. And it's crazy, but, but in the whole context, you know what's really happening here? There is a conflict of interest. There is a clash of wills. We have Judas's will, and we have Jesus's will. And they are in, they are in direct conflict. Let's continue with the story back to the Gospel of Matthew. Listen to this. Because Jesus knew what was going on. Jesus knew what they were saying. Jesus knew what Judas was saying. And even what the others were maybe agreeing with Judas about. So listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 26, verse 10. But Jesus, aware of it, because he's Jesus, replies, Why criticize the woman for doing such a good thing now? You're always going to have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. That's what Jesus said. She poured this perfume on me to prepare me for my body for burial. 
I tell you the truth, because Jesus is the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be, will be remembered and discussed. What a bold prophecy. Jesus is saying, and Jesus was in a lot of miracles, and Jesus was in a lot of situations, but he says this one, it's, it's going to go forth in the world. It will be in the Gospels, and it is. And it will be preached, and it's being preached right now. And it's going to be preached along with the good news, which if you don't know what that is, just keep leaning in. You will, I promise. So Jesus says this woman's deed is going to go be remembered forever. And it, it was a deed that Judas could not wrap his head around. Of all the things he's seen Jesus do, he knew that this act and this statement that Jesus made, it was so over the top. Listen to what Judas says in verse 14, Matthew 26. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priests. This incident, it, 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 you could say it broke the camel's back, which camels, went, anyway. So, and, and, and asked, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus for you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. Think about that statement for a second. I mean, the power that Judas thought he had. I mean, this is Jesus, the King of Kings. And sometimes I think for me and my will, I want to manipulate Jesus. I want Jesus to be, you know, my little genie like maybe you have done in your life. But Judas, you think you have the power and authority to really hand Jesus over? I know that's what it looks like when we read scripture, but think about it, Judas, for a second. Judas, do you remember when you, you were in the boat with the disciples and you thought you were going to drown? Remember that, Judas? Uh, remember what Jesus did? Remember he stood up and actually talked to the weather and then the weather obeyed him? Remember that? Okay, that's the Jesus that you have the power and authority to hand over. Jesus, or Judas, do you remember? Do you remember just days earlier? Um, when Lazarus was dead for days in the tomb and, and, and the Lord spoke, Jesus, the guy that you're talking about, he had the authority to just say, Lazarus, get up. And Lazarus got up, brushed off some maggots and, and walked out of the tomb. I mean, <laughs> wow, that's the Jesus that you have the power and authority over. The Jesus that would spit and, and make mud, wipe it on somebody's eyes and they could see, blind to sight. That's the Jesus that you have a power and authority over. But that's, what, that, that, that's sometimes what we think. That's the Judas in us. It's like Jesus... Um, and I've been guilty of this. I, Jesus, I want you in my life when I need you. When I got that prayer request, when I had that need, when I had that want, when I had that desire, Jesus, I need you. Like, I, 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 I'm, I, you're my co-pilot, right? It's like, Jesus, um, let, let's just make Jesus a co-pilot. So, I need him. I have a need. I have a want. And uh, this is Jesus. He's my co-pilot. So, and, and we put him right there. And Jesus... I'm in this side, and I know Jesus, I know it says Jesus take the wheel, but I've never heard about you driving a car, so I can't trust you taking the wheel at this point. So you're the co-pilot and I'm the pilot, but Jesus, you're in my corner, right? Jesus, you're my best friend, right? And, and, and Jesus is there for me. And some of you, you're in the same situation. And we think, Jesus, I'm gonna take you everywhere with me, everywhere. Except there are some places I can't take you, Jesus. Like next, next week, the guys and I are going to spring break. I can't take you to spring break, Jesus. You don't wanna see what's gonna happen there. So. I'll ask you to get out of the car at spring break because it's just, you know what I'm saying? Unless, Jesus, I might invite you back in. We run out of beer or money. I'll, I'll probably call you back in for just a bit, see if you can help us out. But, but you don't want to be there for spring break. You just don't want to see that. Anyway, so ladies, I can't let you off the hook either. I can't because when it's girls, girls weekend in Vegas, oh, Jesus, you're my co-pilot. Get in the airplane with me, Jesus. It's girls weekend in Vegas. But Jesus, there's some things that are going to go down in Vegas that you, you know what? Jesus, you will have to do that because, you know, I know, I know you're the Jesus that created the lightning and you're the Jesus that created the thunder, but I can't take you to thunder down under because that's just, that I, you can't. Chris, oh, you're, do you know what thunder down under is? 
I do. Okay, pause. We are going to pray for Carissa this week. That's one of your action items this week. I don't know what's happening right now, but we just learned something, didn't we? So, pray for Carissa. But isn't that how we are? Jesus, you, you and me, we're best friends. <laughs> that was awesome. So, um, and scary. So, but our, you, see, our will and God's will, that was good, collide, doesn't it? So, our will and God's will collide. We want Jesus in our circle. We want Jesus in our car. We want Jesus in the airplane. But when we're, when we're doing our will and what we want, sometimes Jesus, we got to do this or we got to do this because I can't take you everywhere. And that's what happens sometimes. Can I tell you something about Judas? Back to the story. Something about Judas, I don't think Judas really understood the ramifications of what was going to go down. I think Judas thought, I'm going to speed up the will of God. I'll get Jesus arrested, but it's Jesus. Judas knew the power of Jesus. He's not going to, Jesus is going to get out of it. I mean, it's not like they're going to, it's Jesus. He's, he can do whatever he wants. So they'll arrest him and I'll just kind of force G Jesus's hand to just speed it up a little bit, but speed it up a little bit, but nothing bad is going to happen. But this brings me to one of the main points I want you and I to own. And if you own it the way that I'm praying that you do, it will give you peace. It will challenge you, but it, but it will, um, it will, it will press into you in such a way that you will live differently. God's will can't be forced. See, G Judas tried to force the will of God, but God's will cannot be forced. And God's plan, it can't be stopped. I'll say it again. God's will, type it in comments. God's will cannot be forced. You can't force it. If you do, well, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go good for you or for me. God's will cannot be forced, but God's plan cannot be stopped. See, Judas tries to force the hand of God. And Judas, again, I don't think Judas was like, we, I think when you hear Judas, you think evil and betrayer and, and, and was he those things at one point? Yeah, he wasn't always that, I don't think. You don't follow Jesus for three years and, and always do bad and always do evil and always steal money. There's a story, uh, there, Jesus loved Judas. Jesus washed the feet of Judas. Jesus gave Judas power and authority to heal people. So yeah, Judas had the power of Jesus. I'll show it to you just because you might be doubting. Matthew 10, 1. Jesus calls his 12 disciples together. Say 12. 12. 12. Judas would be part of the 12. Jesus called his 12 disciples together. He gave them authority. Say authority. authority. To cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Judas would have the power and authority. What if Judas was the one that healed Simon from his leprosy? It could have, he could have, so honestly, he could have done it. So, but, but you know what that shows me? Because sometimes we can see people doing good things in the world and Judas did some good things, obviously, but just because you do good doesn't mean you're following God. Okay. I, I, I'm going to say it again. Just because you do good doesn't mean you're following God. So what happened to Judas? See, I don't think Judas, I, the reason I'll tell you that I don't think his plan was to ever have Jesus be crucified, he never saw that coming. I think he thought, I'm just going to betray him. It'll force his hand. His kingdom will be built. I'll be part of that kingdom on earth, and it'll all be good. I don't think he ever saw the cross coming in this way, even though Jesus talked about it. And the reason why I say that is we'll continue the scripture in Matthew 27, verse 3. When Judas, who had betrayed Jesus, listen to this, realized that Jesus was condemned to die, I think Judas thought, oh my gosh. I never thought it would get this far. Here's the deal. There are some things that happen in our life that we can never get back. Is God a forgiving God? 
Yep. Is God a God of second chances? You better believe it. But there are some trains that leave the station that will never come back. And there are some decisions that you and I make in a moment that we'll never get back. And the, and, and the consequences can be absolutely huge. This was one of them. When Judas, had, who had betrayed Jesus, realized that Jesus had been condemned, condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. I think he thought, oh my God, I, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe it's gone this far. So he, he goes and he takes the money. It meant nothing to him at this point. It meant everything, but then it meant nothing. It's amazing what a decision can do. He takes the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priest and back to the elders and he repents. He's like, I've sinned. I've messed up. He declares it. I betrayed Jesus. I betrayed an innocent man, Judas said. I betrayed an innocent man. And they're like, we don't care. That means nothing to us. It's, it's a done deal. Judas, that train's left the station and it's not coming back. We don't care. That's your problem. And Judas is left holding the bag, literally. And what does he do? Well, Judas couldn't take it. He couldn't handle it. And Judas threw his silver coins. That's how much his money meant at that point. See, at the end, money won't matter much at all. If, it won't matter. It won't matter at all in the end. I was at a funeral just, just yesterday, again, for one of my best friends lost its mom. And uh, you know what they never talked about is um, how much money she made. No one ever, well, I mean, we talked for hours all day. No one ever asked, oh gosh, how much money did she make? How much is her 401k? You know, <laughs> what's her portfolio look like? Uh, no one ever talked about that. They didn't. They talked about the love that she shared, the impact that she made, the lives that she changed, um, her, her, her walk with Christ. I heard a lot about those things. Heard nothing about a portfolio. And Judas, who was known to love money, who was known to skim off the top, well, at the end of the day, that's how much it mattered in his life, and that's how much it impacted him. He threw it all down, and then he would throw himself up into a tree and hang himself and die. God's will can't be forced, but God's plan can't be stopped. See, Judas had free will, and if Judas decides not to betray Jesus, Jesus God's going to find another way for his plan to go forth and, and his son go to the cross because that's how much he loves you, and that's how much he loves me. But Judas had a choice in this. Don't think that Judas, well, he had no choice. He was, just, he was just born to betray Jesus. No, he was born to follow Jesus and have an opportunity to love Jesus and live for Jesus. But God's will can't be forced. You can't force it. And God's plan can't be stopped. And don't we all start with a plan in life? I do. Oh my gosh, my plan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to college and I won't get into the details. Okay, he still turned around, so it's good. But uh, so I can't get into all that, but I had a plan and it was gonna involve a lot of fun and involve money, but we all got plans, don't we? I'm gonna have a great family and I'm gonna have this many kids and I'm gonna live here and I'm gonna have this house and I'm gonna do this. And my kids, they're never gonna talk back and they're never gonna do anything wrong and they're always gonna make the honor roll and they're never gonna say a bad word. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you just keep thinking that. So anyway, so we have a plan, but all of a sudden, Something happens and our plans get shook up with the world and with COVID-19 and with pandemics and with sin and with chaos. And there we sit, my will versus thy will. And we're in a conflict. Your will, God, or my will? One of the defining moments in my life, I will tell you, and you know this if you've tuned in for more than maybe one or two messages, is in my, addiction, in my drug addiction, I'll tell you, one of the most miserable places to be is one foot in God's will and one foot in your will. It is so miserable. It, 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 that's where I was at one point. Like, I wanted what God wanted. I've always believed in Jesus. I told you that. I just wasn't following him. Hence the series. So I want 
what, the, what I thought the drugs could give me because, you know, sin will fascinate and then it assassinates. Trust me, it will. And I was fascinated by it. And, and, and the devil was working in it. So I'm like, I still want that. But yet I still want Jesus. Miserable. That's like trying to do the splits like this way. You ever done that? Don't ever do it. I, I've never done it, but it, I've seen people do it. It looks horribly painful. So that's it. You don't want to do that. So that's where I was. That's where I was. And I'll never forget it. And, and, and I have a prayer that I've typed up for you for this week, not just this week, and not just this month, and not just this year. It's one sentence. I want you to repeat it after me. I want you to type it in comments. You ready for it? This is the prayer for you and I today. When it comes to my will or thy will, this is the prayer. Say, God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. I love it. God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. God, I need you to help me with this. But we're going to get real at Meadows Church because that's what we do. There are people listening right now that you don't want what God wants. And I'm not even, I'm not condemning you for it. I'm proud of you for admitting it. That's where I was in that addiction. So I'm going to give you some, some leeway. Maybe, maybe for you it's I want to want what God wants more than what I want. Because some of you, you're in a place where I, I, I like living this way. It's not too bad, and things are going pretty good. And I know it's not really God's way, but, you know, I know it's not right, but I'm just, I'm not ready to turn. Back to rehab, back to drug addiction. I'll never forget when I was in rehab, and I'm laying in my little twin bed, and I had a roommate. He's, he's on the other side, and the, and the light, it's dark, and it's bedtime, and we're laying there, and we're talking, and his issue was, was drinking, and he drank for many years, and he was done. And I, I believed him. I remember asking him that night, we're laying there, pitch dark, and I said, you think you'll ever drink again? And you know what he said? He said, nope, I'm done. And the way he said it, I believed him. I, I, I just believed him. Something in his voice was so calm. I'm like, I don't think he will. And then he asked me, are you done You know, with drugs? And I was, I was like, yeah. That's probably about how I said it too. He didn't say a word. I think he probably knew. And I, and I crouched back down and turned to get, turned and faced the wall and I thought, I'm not done. And the reality, I didn't want to be done. And that is, that is one of the most insane things a person could probably say, knowing the hurt that I caused so many people. But I didn't, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I wanted to want to stop. I wanted so desperately what he said with confidence about never want, about wanting to stop. I wanted that. I didn't have it. I knew, I knew the moment that I got out of there, the, the, the debauchery would continue and it did. And more lives were, were, there were more trains that left the station that I couldn't get back. Who am I preaching to today? I wonder who I'm preaching to, to, who, to today. I want to want to stop. I want to want to stop. You might be in a relationship and you know that the way it's going isn't right, but you're okay with it right now and you know that it doesn't honor God. My prayer for you is that you want to want to stop, that you will, that, that, that you will pray that prayer. That's a prayer that I prayed and eventually, you know what God gave me? He gave me the desire to want to stop and eventually I, I, I got there. But, but it's, I had to start where I was. And for some of you, you're just not there yet. But that's who I'm praying for. And that's who I'm preaching to is you're living your will and you're even okay with it. But you know that it doesn't honor God. You know that, that God's plans are even better than what you, what you think they are. But you're not there yet.
And God is calling you to stop something you don't want to, but my prayer is that you will do it and he will give you the strength. For some of you, God is calling you to move. It might be physically, it might be emotionally, to move from here to there. And you know it. And you don't want to move because it's inconvenient and it doesn't make sense and it's gonna, maybe going to cost something. But you know deep down that God is asking you to do it. I'm praying that you will want to want to move. For some of you, it's giving. And you're like, maybe you've never given to anybody or to the church or anything or whatever. But you keep hearing, God's a giver. God, you can't outgive God, but you don't have a desire. I want to want to give. God, give me a heart like yours that I want to give, that I will trust you in this area. God, I want to want to serve. I know I don't serve much. I know I'm pretty me-focused. I know I, I'm maybe more of a taker than a giver, but I want to want to serve. It's difficult. It's not easy. I understand that because we want what we want because we have a plan. That's what we say. But sometimes, listen to me, Sometimes you have to look past your plans in order to see God's purpose. And when you do, you will see that his purpose is greater than anything that you could ever dream or imagine, devise, or formulate. Sorry, Jesus. I'm glad you didn't see that. He just hit Jesus. There, some of you, you're listening. You're fighting for your marriage. Can I tell you something? God wants to fight with you. He does. If he brought you together, it's his desire that you're together. And I'm telling you, if you're struggling in that area, let's wrap around his will and say, I want to fight for my marriage. I want to fight out of this addiction. If you're in addiction, God wants to help you fight out of that addiction. You can't do it alone. You weren't created to do it alone. God can give you the strength to do it through him and through others who love you. Some of you need to heal from dysfunction. You want to heal. Others don't want it yet but I want you to want to heal. You get what I'm saying? I, I, I'm praying for you today that you will heal from your uh, dysfunction maybe that's in your family or in your life that God wants to bring you beyond that. Some of you, God's placed a dream in you and it's been dead inside of you, but today God is birthing the dream back up in you. I want to want to live that dream, God. I want to take a step of faith. I want to get crazy about this faith that you've given me, God, but it's so deep in me, God, I want you don't want to bring it out of me. This is my prayer for you. Do you know what really hit me with the story of Judas and Jesus? Check this out. Jesus didn't stop Judas. He could have. Remember, Judas is going to look for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. The, 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 the living God. And Ju Jesus could have said, I, I'll stop that like nothing. Jesus didn't stop Judas from doing what he intended to do. <laughs> but check this out. Judas didn't stop Jesus from doing what he intended to do. And I love that. See, God's will cannot be forced. And God's plan cannot be stopped. Because if it's God's plan, I'm going to say it again. If it's God's plan, if it's God's purpose, God will make a way. It's what he's in the business of doing. You can't stop it, so you can either get on board with it and take the train with him. I promise you, you if you do it, you won't regret it. God's will can't be forced. God's plan can't be stopped. And you don't want to stop it because his plans are way bigger and way better than anything. I know that. I didn't know it, but I know it now. That's why I can boldly tell you that. You see the life of Judas. Judas didn't have to go down that way. 
It could have been different for him. God's plan would have still went forth, do you know that? If Judas would have decided to take a different road, God's plan, it's God's plan. God's gonna do what God wants to do, he's God. But sometimes our plan and our will collide with God's plan and God's will. And at the end of the day, Judas would click unfollow and end it. But if we wanna get real, Pretty much every disciple clicked unfollow at the end. They did. I mean, at that cross, that would happen just a few days after that luncheon with Simon, it, they all would unfollow. John would be at the cross, everybody else gone, unfollowed. But the difference was, they would end up, here's what's crazy about that story, the same disciples that would unfollow Jesus when he was arrested, uh, betrayed, and killed, those same disciples would be killed for him. Makes it's weird, isn't it? I mean, the same disciples that would unfollow Jesus would end up giving their lives for Jesus. Not because of anything that Jesus taught either. Not because of anything that Jesus said, but because of something they saw. Ask me what they saw. What did they see? Thank you for asking. That's a great question. Let me tell you what they saw. What they saw from afar that day, probably hiding behind a building or a tree or in a cave, well, they saw their, their savior, their teacher, their leader, their rabbi, their friend, dead on a tree. That's what they saw, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's what, it's what they saw a few days later. See, because check this out. Jesus, that same Jesus who spoke to the weather and healed blind eyes and raised Lazarus, Lazarus, that same Jesus would raise himself from the dead. True story, true story. This is the game changer. It's what they saw that changed them. Not what Jesus said, Jesus said some great things, but what they saw, that changed them. Because a man that's dead on a cross, which I saw he's dead, like he was dead. They put him in the tomb, it was over, it was done. But three days later, when the women went to the tomb, he, it was empty. That's what the angel said, that's what they declared, and then Jesus appeared to them. They're in a room and Jesus appears, okay? Dead things don't do that. Jesus did, why? because he wasn't dead anymore. He was alive. What he said would happen, happened. Jesus was dead, but then he was alive. It wasn't because of what he said, it was because of what they saw, that they would give their lives to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yeah, you can give God some praise. That's what Jesus came to do. Judas was, Judas, unfortunately, was part of that plan. He didn't have to be. God's will is still gonna happen. You can't force it but you can't stop the plan of God. But the other disciples would give their lives for the king. This is what I'm asking for you. This is what I've been praying this week, is that there are people listening to this message and you know that your will and God's will have collided. You know that there is contention. You know that there is conflict. You know that there are ways that, things that you're doing and ways that you're talking and things that you're watching and um, relationships that you're in and you know many of them aren't honoring God and they're not helping you towards your purpose and this is why Jesus came this is why he says come follow me I love that the disciples would unfollow but then Jesus says you can follow Jesus meets them on a on a beach in a boat Jesus meets him in a room he meets him when he's alive and he doesn't condemn him but he says come it's okay I get it you clicked unfollow but then you refollowed and for some of you this is your opportunity to get back on board with not your will, but God's will. So I'm asking, will you choose to follow him today? Will you choose, I'm not just saying um, believing in him, that might be for some of you where, you where you start 
And that's okay too. But will you, will you want what God wants more than what you want? You remember the prayer, right? God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. If you want that, if you want that, say, just type in comments, I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. And for some of you, it's I want to want what you want more than I want what I want. This is the word of God going forth. This is a story of something that seems so bad when it comes to the life of Judas, but God can turn it around and make it so beautiful and good for you and I because of what happened after the cross, what happened in the tomb, and what happened as he burst forth from the tomb. This is the key. Text, I choose Jesus, to 474747. Or type, I choose Jesus, in comments. God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. People will ask me, especially during this time, in this season, in this jacked up year called 2020, Pastor, is this the end? My answer is always the same. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't, it, it, it sure could be. I would, ask, I would ask them a question. If it is, are you ready? That's my question. Maybe, could be. Are you ready? Have you decided to follow? Have you given up your will and your wants for what God knows is best for you? That's, that's the bigger question. Not, is it the end? Am I ready for the end? Because listen to me, the end is coming. It might be today, it might be tomorrow, it might be in a hundred years, I don't know. But I do know this, because I've read a book called the Bible, and, and, and in the end, guess what? God wins. So in the end, those who are faithful to God, those who are following God, guess what? You win too. That's the good news. So why would you wait? I want what you want, God, more than I want what I want. I want what you want more than I want what I want. In a year that's been like none other, God, I need what you want more than what I want. I need it. And I'm going to pray for you. And there are people listening. Listen to me. I feel so heavily that there are people struggling on the other end. You are hurting in an area of your life. God is, God is really working on your heart and he's doing something. And I, I need you to know something that regardless of the situation that you're in, regardless of how bad it looks, regardless of what you see on the horizon or the enemies that are around you, regardless of any of that, the one who created you, he's greater than anything that you're going through, anything. And he wants to meet you here today. And he wants to change you here today. And he wants to set you on a path here today, a path that will lead you to purpose. It will lead you to life. It will lead you to hope. And it will lead you to him. Don't, don't take your path when his path is so much better. God, I want what you want. More than I want what I want. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much. Oh my gosh, your word. And to hear your gospels go forth and, and for them to tell the story of, of the disciples' will. And then, and then Judas in particular. What he wanted and what you wanted, there was a direct conflict. And when there's a conflict, we have a choice. Will we unfollow or will we jump on this freight train called Jesus and, 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 and go with him? God, my prayer for people is that they will want what you want more than they want what they want. 
in an area of their life. It could be relationships. It could be finance. It could be with their children. It could be in a health situation. God, you, you know. You know exactly where they're at. And for others, maybe they're not even there yet. And they want to want it. I want to want to stop. I remember think, thinking that in that night. I want to want to stop, but I don't want to stop, God. And the reality is I didn't stop. And more destruction occurred. And that didn't have to happen. That didn't have to happen if I would have chose what you wanted over what I wanted. God, we need your power. We need your strength. We need your your word to do a, a work in our lives and to change us. I pray that people will choose your will over their will. And I pray that I will try to continually choose your will over my will, God. If we do that, well, we'll be following you by default. And if we're following you, well, that means that the, the plans that you have for us, well, greater than anything we could ever dream or imagine. We love you, Father. We thank you for your truth and your word and the lives that are being changed in this moment. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and we all say, amen. God bless you. Hey, thank you so much for watching today. Man, I hope this message impacted you like it did me. And this is what I'm asking. If it did or you know someone that really would need to hear it, let's get the word out. Let's share it. So just share this message on social. Maybe it's someone in particular. Maybe it's a group of people. But we just want to get the word of God out there as much as possible, especially during this time. And not only that, but I want to do something. I want to thank all of you that have given back to God through the church. I am blown away every weekend. We have new people stepping up and giving and trusting God in this area. And regardless of how you do it, whether it's uh, texting to give, uh, whether it's giving online at meadows.church, you just, God shows up in a supernatural way. And, and, and what it does is it helps us continually get the word out and keep reaching people in the name of Jesus, leading people to Christ and their God-given purpose. They purpose. That's right, you have a purpose. Don't ever forget that. So thank you so much for that. Finally, we talked about a prayer today, and I hope you pray it for yourself and for others. God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. God, I want what you want more than I want what I want. This is what I want to do for you. We want to pray for you this week. Maybe it's something in particular that hit you today. Maybe it's something that you're struggling with. Maybe it's a friend or a family member, a difficult season, which we're all in right now. We all need prayer. Man, let us pray for you. You can go to our website and, and put a prayer request in. Or right now, you can literally go and you can, you can text prayer now, prayer now, all one word, to 474747, anytime, day or night. And they'll go to our entire prayer team. And we will lift you up and we'll lift that prayer request up in prayer. That's what we want to do for you. Listen to me. God loves you so much. If you hear nothing else today, God loves you. He has a plan for you. He's not done with you. He is for you. Own that and believe that and truly know this. For you, we believe the best is yet to come. That's why we say it, because we believe it and we know it. So I love you so much and God loves you more. God bless you.